2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the
3: Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Kathy, good to see you as well. How are things?
4: Another really gray day. Although, at this point, but just at this point, the sun is coming out. It's not like it was, you know, super sunshiny throughout the Maybe we should stop talking about the weather at the beginning of okay, every show. Okay, that's fine,
3: right, okay. Listen, I, I do want to say, I was coming in, you ever do this? I was coming into the studio today, and I got off the elevator, come down the hall. You know what I smelled? My mom's pasta sauce. <laughs> and wow. I don't, I don't know where that came from or how that was logged. I mean, clearly my mom now, was isn't pasta sauce. that interesting? Right. I got off the elevator, made a left. And smelled my mom's pasta sauce, and I was like, "Mom, my mom's been gone a long time. She hasn't made pasta sauce for many a decade."
4: Well, you don't know. No, well, she hasn't made it here. She's
3: making it in heaven for me. But isn't that weird? Uh, sense memory, smell especially, takes you back. To, and I don't know why that you know that popped up into my head. I, I don't believe you know anybody on the sixth floor here was making pasta sauce either. But I don't know what that means.
4: Okay, I have something similar. See, this is just gonna. You have bring something to- similar. Yeah. What? This. Is,
3: this- <laughs> Someone's making pasta sauce. In no,
4: here? no, no. See, I feel I shouldn't have brought this up. Bring it up. I got up in the middle of the night.
3: Yeah. Last night.
4: Mm-hmm. Went to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and on my way, I thought it smelled like cat poop. <laughs> <laughs> now wait a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing up my mom's I, pasta I know, sauce. I said I shouldn't have brought it up. Well, you
3: you have a couple of cats. So, but I mean, that's there, not there was, much of a stretch. But
4: there, it's, there but it's not like my, my cats ever a single time in their entire lives have ever pooped outside of a litter box. Well, you've got enough of Exactly. I certainly have enough options yeah, for right, them for right. crying out loud.
3: But, okay, so you bring up a good point because now, so look, my dog's been gone a few months. Um, and, and if you, like, we'll go outside, like into the driveway, and sometimes, like, the pavement is, like, mossy or slippery, and I'll slip on it. And I'll go, oh, I just slipped in something. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, it's Gussie. That's Gussie's pooper. Right. But he's been gone forever. <laughs> right. So he's not... been gone. Right. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, that's not even a sense memory. That's no, just, you know, the mind really playing isn't. tricks on you. That's all.
4: So I, Anyway, so I don't know why that happened. Okay. Well, but um, I, yours was much more pleasant than mine was. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. But make... then, you know, I woke, woke up this morning and I was like, I, maybe I have to go, like, go examine everything. No, Which I did, but it was fine. Why there was nothing, nothing there. Yeah. Just mm-hmm.
3: your... Do you make pasta sauce? I sure do. Yeah. Is it your recipe or is it a family It's recipe? my recipe.
4: It, actually... It's my recipe, but I only changed a few things about it from, it's like a person I worked with like a couple decades ago, her grandma's recipe. Oh, that's
3: very nice. Uh-huh. So, so I don't roots.
4: even know who to thank. Yeah. I haven't talked to this person in decades. She shared it with you? She shared it with me and I never met her gram, Yeah. or her grandma or her mima, or her nana or whatever. I don't even know what it was.
3: B-O. Mm-hmm.
4: Whatever it was. Yeah. What? But it's a really great recipe, Excellent. I think.
3: What did you call your Graham?
4: I called one grandma grandma mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I called the other grandma grandma
3: <laughs> Well that's inventive. I called my one Graham and my dad's mom, very formal. We called her Nan.
4: Oh Graham and Nan. nan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Christy, mm-hmm.
3: how about you? You Graham?
4: Yeah, my dad's mom is Mima.
3: Mima, Mima,
4: and my mom's mom was Tutu. Tutu, oh, that's which cute. is Hawaiian for grandmother. Oh yeah,
3: Mima and Tutu. Yeah. I like that. Are it's you Hawaiian? Like a party.
4: No. Okay. I'm not. I'm. I think the my mom got married at 20, and I think it was like she was too too young to be a grandma. I think that's the little oh, running joke. So it was T O O T O O. It wasn't. It was T U T U. But yeah, it was like a little joke.
3: Right. Right. Don't be coming around here with any grandkids. I'm the only, you know, 45 or 50. Mm -hmm. Tutu. Anyway, pasta sauce, cat poop, and tutu on the ride home. (laughs) Thanks for being with us. As we always do, Kath starts off the show after a little bit of tomfoolery with today's top news stories. Why should today be any different, Kath? Please Mm -hmm. give us the top four at four.
4: For Thursday, December 9th, 2021, it's my sister Holly's birthday.
3: Hey, happy birthday, Holly! Happy birthday!
4: It's Kenny Wood's birthday too. Happy birthday, Kenny, Kenny Woods. Woods! We talked to Kenny for a long yep. time. I haven't talked to my sister yet today, but I talked to oh, Kenny yeah. for a long time. We Kenny's speaking of Tom Fuller. He's going to have a big party tonight. Kenny he? is. He's not. I said he's not going to go to sleep. He's going to stay home. He's going to stay up all night, and then he's going to come here and, and watch the Steeler game. Right. Turn yeah. things on at six a.m. Number one. John, you ready for this? Please. A newly approved eye drop hitting the market today could change the lives of millions of Americans with age-related blurred near vision. Viewity, which was approved by the FDA in October, would potentially replace reading glasses for some of the 128 million Americans who have trouble seeing close up. The new medicine takes effect in about 15 minutes with one drop on each eye providing sharper vision for 6 to 10 hours. Really? Isn't that amazing?
3: I'm not so sure. Now, do
4: you, you have do you have to um, do you wear glasses for reading?
3: Uh, it, all, it changes. Oh, you does know, it? Yeah, I'm sitting in front of my computer. I take them off. But sometimes no, sometimes yes, depending upon. I don't know what. You know, yeah. Well, I don't know if this That's will help you snickety. or not. It might. Uh, are you going to put something in your eyes? I don't. I, no, I don't, don't need glasses to
4: read. So.
3: Okay. I mean, I don't want to put anything in my eyes. You lose your vision. What the heck? Right? That's kind of a big deal. It's a huge deal. So, I, I don't know. You like you know, laser you surgery you, and that whole thing? Yeah. I'm not doing but that. But you
4: wouldn't do eye drops? You don't do eye drops?
3: Same thing. I'm not sure about that.
4: Oh, I do eye drops every um, day.
3: Oh, you do? Uh-huh. Why? You have dry eyes? Uh-huh. Do you? Yeah. No, I, I'm just a little leery about it. I don't want to mess with my eyes.
4: Okay. Well, a 30-day supply of the drug will cost about $80. So, store that in the back of Another here, reason yeah. why I'm not doing it. Number two. A U.S. Coast Guard helicopter crew braved poor visibility and frigid rapids to reach a car partly submerged in water near the brink of Niagara Falls. I saw the photo. Oh my gosh! Then lowered a rescue swimmer on a hoist who pulled out the woman who was trapped inside. Sadly, she did not survive. What happened? She was in the parking lot. They're not. They're, they're, they're actually the not or? sure what happened. It was very bad weather in that area today. Um, Have you been there to the Niagara? Benig- uh huh. The thought. I mean, just looking at oh, where it was is. Unbelievable. Uh, After the rescue, the car remained almost completely submerged Mm. with only part of the roof and open trunk hatch visible in the rapids upstream from the American Falls. Mm. Authorities said the driver lived in the area. Poor thing. I know. They said it was 50 yards from the precipice. It looked more like 50 feet in the photograph. It was just it was shockingly close. Number three. Former reality TV star Josh Duggar was found guilty today of receiving and possessing child pornography, an Arkansas jury decided. He faces up to 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine on each count. During the trial, which started November 30th, prosecutors presented evidence of a computer at his used car dealership in Arkansas that they said Duggar used to access photos and videos of young children. Experts testified that the computer was split into two operating systems, one for business and a hidden one for illegal material, according to the Associated Press.
3: Heinous. Absolutely heinous.
4: Duggar is 33 years old, and of course, he shot to fame with his parents and siblings in 2008 on their TLC reality show, 17 Kids and Counting, a title that became 19 Kids and Counting as his mother, Michelle, had more children. The family had been in the public eye since his father, Jim Bob, served in the Arkansas State Legislature from 99 through 02. And number four, the Steelers are playing football tonight. Let's go. Playing the Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium. Kickoff at 8.20 p.m. And that is your top four at four.
3: Nice. Now, it goes without saying, you will be tuning in.
4: I will tune in, and I'll watch it live, people. Oh. I don't normally do that for a football game, because you know how much I hate to watch those right, commercial but blocks.
3: Right, 8.20. Is kickoff
4: 8.20? Quick kickoff is 8.20. Mm-hmm. Christy, will you be watching it live? Yes. Thank you. Live.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always watch it live.
4: Christy and I were texting last night, and all of a sudden, she started making no sense, John. Like, we were having a conversation, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. and then it all – and I was like, what What's the story? heck? story? Is there a story there, Christy? I thought there, she Christy? was sleepy. Turns out, she says this morning, oh, hey, Kath, by the way, I got confused between my Apple Watch and my iPad, and I, I was texting you stuff from my other friend. <laughs> all right. Whatever. As long as you like me more than your other friend, it's fine, Christy. Yeah. You know. I mean, I see you, like. you every day, yeah. so of course. That's what I want to hear.
3: Wait. No, wait. That doesn't make any sense. Just because I see somebody every day doesn't mean I like them more. You were
4: supposed to just go along with it, John. <laughs> no, no, sorry. All right, coming up next, um, no one took Christ out of Christmas, Mm -hmm. so let's relax a little bit with all of our woes about the culture hating us.
3: Good. I like this very, very much. Timothy Larson joins us next on The Ride Home or Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D.
5: 101.5 W-O-R-D. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, Jules finds a new friend. In Valerie. Uh, are you really gonna hang out with her? Yeah. Valerie. But is she really a friend? We need to look out for each other. Yeah. Or is Valerie just manipulating Jules?
6: You know she's
7: using you, right?
5: You know, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't tell me what I can and can't do with my life, Buck. Don't miss the next Adventure in Odyssey.
8: Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM. W O R D. As the challenges of the pandemic continue, families living in poverty are facing fears. They're afraid of hunger. They're afraid of eviction. But they're not afraid of hard work. When two jobs aren't enough, they find a way to keep going for their families. But when you give to the Salvation Army Western PA, you help their hopes outpace their fears. Your donation to the Salvation Army Western PA Red Cattle Campaign helps local, hardworking families fend off homelessness. Keep hope marching on. Give today at
3: SalvationArmyWPA.org slash hope marches on. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com we
8: don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com.
6: First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and light. Love to this community.
3: The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people.
2: The incredible beauty of the space. A warm welcoming congregation.
5: The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor
4: preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and
8: experience First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh Sunday mornings at 10:45 and Christmas Eve at 7 p.m.
4: Happy
7: holidays.
3: It's fair to say. It's it's an annual trope, right?
4: Oh, it's either the Starbucks coffee cup, or it's what somebody didn't say to me at Target.
3: Or the banning of nativity sets. Or or
4: it's some headline of the New York Times. Right. Or it's something that you saw on, like, CBS primetime. Right.
3: Everyone gets, like, all upset. Hey, what? What? you taking Christ out of Christmas. Well, here we are, Right. I mean, here we are in the Christmas season. Uh, Jesus hasn't gone gone right? Timothy Larson is with us. He wrote a a piece of Christianity Today that explicitly, no one took Christ out of Christmas. Timothy, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
9: I'm doing great today. I'm glad to hear you.
4: So uh, you've heard about, of course, the Starbucks uh, Christmas Cup wars. And yes, I and people are mad because, I don't know, people were mad at Target like five years ago for something. I don't know. I can't keep track. But the concern is they're taking Christ out of Christmas, and so therefore we have to rise up and defend Jesus. What do you say?
9: Yeah, I would say, first of all, that Christmas is the one time of the year when Christ is most prominent in our culture. So I think people are looking at it a bit backwards and seeing what's not there, and they're not seeing what is there. Mm, Um, I've got a radio station here in the Chicago market where I am, which just plays the standard, you know, rock uh, format all year long. But it goes all Christmas for the last six weeks of the year. And it tells me about a savior that's been born. It tells me about Christ the King. It tells me the gospel in lots of songs. That's an amazing thing. Uh, It's an amazing thing that Christmas is a federal holiday in this country. Uh, So there are lots of ways in which I think Christians need to see how much an opportunity Christmas is, how much it lends itself to our culture focusing on Christ.
3: Right. So, Timmy, begin in this uh, article with the idea of doubt, right, because beyond the Christmas cultural wars— Right? A lot of people would not believe the Christmas story. But talk about doubt and how that plays into the story. Like, you know, Jesus never existed. Therefore, there could never have been a Christ child. Therefore, you know, there's no star of Bethlehem or the Magi or anything like that.
9: Yes. Yeah, so I, I actually wrote a book once on atheist leaders who came to faith. And what I realized by taking maybe five years to study those stories really closely was that their often very rude and negative comments about Christianity were a sign that they were struggling with it themselves. They were the, the faith had gotten under their skin, mm-hmm. and it eventually resulted in them coming to Christ. So doubt is always a sign of emotional engagement, um, and I think that we need to see it as people engaging with the right story, and mm-hmm. they might think what they're doing is you know pointing out holes or being skeptical or whatever, and, and, they, and maybe they are, but they're also thinking about the story that God wants them to think about, and I've seen over and over again that lead to people coming to Christ.
4: Mm-hmm. So that requires a level of engagement with culture, and um, I think it also, Timothy, requires a non-reactiveness on our part. Right. So not to, you know, see the coffee cup at Starbucks and like decide I have to fight back.
9: <laughs> Absolutely. I um, I watched the, the Ken Burns documentary on country music and it had Minnie Pearl, who my mother uh, loved. And so I knew her name as yeah. a Grand Ole Opry star of the past. And it had a wonderful her slogan was, if you love them, they'll love you back. Mm-hmm. And. You know, and I just really took that away of, like, you know, you're kind of getting the reaction that you're coming with. Um, And so, yeah, if if we're always coming with suspicion and hostility and criticism and here's what you're doing wrong, then people get their guard up and that's how they're going to respond to you. Um, But I think, you know, Christmas is a time for peace. It's a time for joy it's a time for good news, it's a time for love, and if you love them, they'll love you back. Right.
3: Okay, so Timothy, the the trope is that culturally, you know, uh, Christmas is actually a pagan holiday, and just Christians have co-opted that, right?
9: Yeah, man, I just hear this all of the time. I hear it uh, from non-Christians who are trying to tweet Christians. I hear it from Christians who feel guilty about Christmas. Um, It is a complete urban legend, but it's everywhere. Uh, It actually was made up by secular polemicists in the 19th century deliberately in order to try to derail people thinking about Christmas. Uh, So for example, German nationalists in the 19th century just completely made up, no evidence, completely made up the idea that the Christmas tree is somehow pagan because they wanted to make Christmas about German identity rather than Christian identity. And fostered German nationalism, German, Germany was a federation of different um, states that had a hard time coming together, and so they just put it in books and just asserted it as if it was true and there was no evidence at all. Uh, I've looked into a lot of these you know specific things about various aspects of the Christmas story, um, and the, 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 the kind of summing that up as Christmas is really pagan is completely false.
4: That is an argument that I've heard in my own church by really intelligent exactly. by really intelligent people mm. saying, you know, we don't need to have a Christmas tree in our sanctuary because it's a pagan symbol.
9: Yeah, and and of course they're intelligent people because they've been reading, uh, you know, things by scholars who have said this. Right. You know, so it, it's you know it, it is uh, something that was really deliberately planted into the conversation in the culture in, um, in a strong way. There are all kinds of. I'm going to digress here for just one second, um, but you can read all the time uh, that Christians said that the earth was flat. I've looked into it as a historian. It's completely not true. There's never a time period in all of Christian history where Christians asserted sort of the earth was flat. Uh, but you can read it in a book. You can read Christians apologizing for literally in a book apologizing. Sorry, we did this. Um, but it was made up by secular polemicists wanting to make Christianity look stupid
3: interesting, all right Timothy I mean, I love this because you 're debunking a lot of things that are you know we could just consider the truth about uh, the the Christmas story. But what about the idea of, you know, you hear this all the time, well, here we are in the United States, and now we celebrate Christmas by having car ads with gigantic bows mm-hmm. where people buy each other, you know, matching cars in their driveway. Everything becomes, you know, self-indulgent in consumerism. We are dishonoring God born in the manger by injecting consumerism to the Christmas feast.
9: Yeah. So, so ev- you know, everything can be done wrongly and done to excess, but that is different from saying that the, that the thing itself is actually wrong. So it is very biblical and human to give gifts as an expression of joy. We mm-hmm. do it at birthdays. We do it at weddings. Um, the uh, Bible teaches how to keep the sacred days of Purim in the book of Esther by saying express joy, give gifts, feast. Uh, so there's, th- those are very biblical ways to um, key, to express the joy of salvation. Purim is about them being saved, and uh, Christmas is the ultimate salvation that is the greatest celebration. So it's right to feast. It's right to give gifts. Of course, that can become too excessive. It can get derailed into silliness or whatever, uh, but it's not supposed to be a somber day of, self-sacrifice. It's supposed to be a day of celebration, which is feasting and giving
4: and joy. Well, aren't you mixing things up today, Timothy? I like it. I mean, what in the world? I mean, stuff. that that's an un- I'm glad for that take simply because I think it's rooted in something that—that that is real, which is that the Christian calendar is set up with times of feasting and fasting. I really appreciate that. I appreciate your take on that. I think, though, p- people who are trying to be holy or trying to you know what i mean like it god seemed, honoring. it's right, god honoring That's yeah. a better word it seems like the the more unhappy they can be then the, <laughs> then the better it is
3: don't make me unhappy yeah. i just like christmas <laughs> <laughs>
9: yeah. no i hear what you're saying you know it, it there's nothing unspiritual about celebrating um you could read that throughout the old testament that people had a feast before the lord uh, what is the feast? It's good food, it's good drink, it's good company, it's good conversation, and yet it is before the Lord. It is an honoring and a holy day, and it's sacred, but it's a celebration. And as you were saying, of course, there are also times when it's right to fast, to practice self-denial in various ways, to retreat, uh, to be quiet, to be alone. All those are spiritual disciplines that have their place, but there's a time for everything, right. and there's a time for celebration.
4: Mm. Okay, but... what so let me be devil's advocate for a minute and just say that when we read the the nativity story, though, it's not like a blowout celebration. Like it's pretty rough.
9: Yes, it is. And, and, and that means, uh, I, I think that's a wonderful, um, reality for us to know that this story actually comes into our real lives. Uh, so I preach an Advent sermon every year in my church And we have a game, the senior pastor has played this game with me where I have to come up with a new theme every year, which I've done for about 18 years now. So it's getting harder and harder. I preached my way through all of the standard people in the Nativity story. Uh, So this year I took Caesar Augustus, who's the first one in Luke chapter 2. You know, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Uh, Well, Roman taxation was a terrifying thing. It was a total extortion shakedown. Sometimes it would literally involve torture. So to hear that in that context is like this great shock of this horrible reality coming into our lives. And, you know, the Herod story with, you know, the slaughter of the innocents, these mothers who refuse to be comforted, who are wailing. um, That's, you know, that we live in a world which has pain and sadness. And what the gospel story is saying that is good news, joy. Salvation, a savior has come into a world that you recognize, a world that is messed up and that has disorder and pain and violence and sadness and uh, political chaos that is a real world. It's not a fairytale world, and the gospel comes into it. That's good news indeed.
3: That is good news. Timothy Larson is with us. He teaches at Wheaton College, the editor of the Oxford Handbook of Christmas. Okay, Tim, uh, one final thing. You know this happens at every church on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, right? Your your head is bowed, you're saying prayers, then all of a sudden you look around and go, holy smokes, look at all these people. I don't see these people any. I've never <laughs> seen these people. Oh, they must not be real Christians. They're not God-honoring. They show up once or twice twice a year tut tut tut
9: yeah again i just think this is like we're back to where we started with the starbucks cup i think this is completely backwards christmas is the one time of the year when it's easiest to make an invitation to church to your relatives to your neighbors to your friends that they will actually accept yeah It is an amazing bridge into people's lives. If you tell them we are having a Christmas carol service or a nativity play service or a Christmas service uh, of any kind, they're likely to say yes. My goodness, how easy could it be that they'll actually come to church for a church service that proclaims the gospel? If you can just put the word Christmas in the kind of service it is, um, I think we should rejoice that we live in a culture where that's still possible.
6: I love it.
4: That's a good attitude. That's Tim Larson. He teaches at Wheaton College, editor of the Oxford Handbook of Christmas. But what is that? What is the the Oxford Handbook of Christmas?
9: Yeah, it's kind of like almost an encyclopedia. It's got 45 chapters on everything you would ever want to ask about Christmas, um, both Bible and theology, but also the cultural aspects, food, Santa Claus, Christmas around the world. Um, it's It was a lot of fun to do.
4: Very nice. Great, Tim.
3: Love it, Tim. Yo, hey, thanks for being with us. That yeah, we're glad you're here. I'm honored. Thank you very much. Our pleasure. Merry Christmas to you. Timothy Larson from Wheaton College.
4: Oxford Handbook of Christmas. That might be a fun thing to get for somebody who likes that trivia kind of thing, right?
3: Likes Christmas.
4: And likes Christmas. Coming up next, how to give Christmas gifts when cash is tight. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting The Ride Home.
10: For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now, but they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. That's SaveChildrenToday.org.
4: We all know healthcare costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. Liberty.
11: Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need.
6: Liberty, 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 Liberty.
5: Listen on your smart speaker at WordFM.com, the WordFM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
8: After 10 surgeries to repair the cleft lip and palate she was born with, Vilia saw her new forever smile. After spending his first 114 days of life in the NICU, AJ graduated. After Ella's ninth brain surgery this year, music helped her heal. After enduring cancer treatments, Sam, Sean, and Tristan celebrated. Your generosity makes moments like these possible for kids at UPMC Children's Hospital. Donate to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh Foundation today. Give to Children's.org.
1: Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 24. Rather cloudy tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 40. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night with a low 36, but temperatures will rise to the lower 40s. For Friday, mostly cloudy skies. It will be milder with a passing shower or two in the afternoon. We'll reach a high Friday of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
3: Have you ever had a skinny Christmas You go, uh, the budget is not really going to sort of, uh, mm-hmm. push us along this year. So, you know, if you were expecting the latest PlayStation or Xbox, mm-hmm. sorry, to burst your bubble, we'll do something a little different. I mean, that's a reality, I think, for, right. a, lot for a lot of
4: people. For a lot of people. Let's adjust our expectations downward a bit. Yeah. I mean,
3: uh, I know someone, they're like, I'm not, I'm not saying, they're, they're, uh, very severe. I guess that's, what I was going to say other... Each child gets a present. One present. Okay. I mean, okay, that's just, mm-hmm, that's sure. their family tradition.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Other families, of course, you know, they, they blow it out. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't have the resources, what do you do? Um, how do you make the best of limited? I know a lot of families would go to thrift stores, right?
4: I believe, no shame there. I believe in a thrift store, man. Me, you know, I do. If people gave me a gift from a thrift store... I would say thank you. Yeah, yeah, I one, love that.
3: One of the best gifts I ever got was from someone who went, who bought it at a, a thrift store. They got me a birdhouse, which was super cool for birds that, or like yeah, for, for birds. Because yeah. some
4: people just make them like decorative things. In yeah, no, house.
3: I had that in my yard forever, and it was you know it was a, a prized little thing that I had. I you, know, you see the birds out there and you, hey you know, Artie gave me that. I love that so much. It's super cool. Yeah, you, so you store. love
4: that gift. I I, I got you.
3: What you give I don't know. I don't think You're I never, ever got you. Anything. Never give me. A,
4: <laughs> All right, how about this? Huh. We saw this article uh by Jamie Joe Wright in Crosswalk. Um the first thing Jamie Joe says and I'm assuming that's a woman but I'm not sure Jamie jo. is uh think about books.
3: Books even good.
4: if your intended is not really a reader. There are so many books that are still fun for people.
3: Graphic novels, yeah.
4: comic books. And like my husband plays guitar. Yeah. Several years I got him like the history of the guitar. You oh, know like oh, beautiful yeah. books that have like wonderful photographs. It's not like a novel if that's not your thing sure. to sit down and read. Though if novels are somebody's thing, mm-hmm. you can get them at Goodwill. You know, you can get them at Amvets. You can go, books to, everywhere, right? Right. How about
3: how about um plants? Would you like a plant? I'd for love Christmas? a plant. Like, a, a, my mom gave me a holly bush one year. That's
4: nice. Did you plant it in New York? Yes, your yard? I did. Okay.
3: Yeah. Unfortunately, when I moved, I didn't take it with me because oh. it was gigantic. I mean, mm-hmm. they grow fast. Mm-hmm. But we had that holly bush, and you know, it's a sweet little thing. isn't right? it? I mean, it's a big thing after a, a few years. And the little red, you um, can't call them fruits, are they? What They're are berries. Berries, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. They're poisonous, yeah.
4: but they are pretty. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mom. I mean, don't bring your dog out there. Now. No. <laughs> okay. What about... Um, I am going to give you, you know, like January nineteenth. You and I are going to spend the day together, and we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, sure. An experience together, right? Yeah, we're going to go out and run around downtown and see what we can see.
4: That'd be fun, right? Or I'll lunch. take. I'm going to take you to the zoo. Yeah. Or I'm going that. to take you to Phipps. Or I'm going. To, I don't know what it is.
3: Yeah. We would buy, you know, like an annual pass. It's funny you bring up the zoo. An annual pass as a family gift.
4: Sure. Which, and we're, we're going to use it every week for fifty-two <laughs> weeks. Yeah, it's expensive. It is expensive. Yeah, but I love the zoo. Yeah, I do too.
3: Anyway, there are opportunities, right? I mean, don't feel bad if you kind of go. I got. I can't go out and buy. I'm looking for that. You know, car in the driveway. That kind of thing.
4: Let me just say one more one one time again. Yeah, don't feel badly about buying something used. Oh, Like no. that's. I think. I really think that unless you're giving it to somebody who's like really particular about that, yeah. you know.
3: Well, you get. Somebody gave you something on Sunday.
4: I love it so much. Yeah, it's super cool. I'm wearing it on Sunday. Where do you see me in it.
3: I love it because they're giving their best.
5: 101.5 WORD.
7: Convinced that their marriage was a mistake, they were ready to throw in the towel. But on the next Focus on the Family, you'll hear Guy and Amber Leah share why they stayed together and what they did to start eliminating marital tension to find true peace in Christ. That's next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD.
11: Should I refinance or should I just ignore all these annoying commercials? Here's Uncle Ryan.
12: I think of one friend in particular, he refinanced maybe three or four years ago. He got a very good interest rate at the time. And he's like, should I do it again? I don't want to be bothered with the hassle. And I looked into it. He originally three or four years ago did a 30 year loan. And with rates coming down over the last couple of years, we actually ended up putting him into a 20 year term. He cut about six or seven years off his mortgage and his payments stayed identical. Over the long haul, he's saving tens of thousands of dollars. And is it worth it? The answer is every single situation is different. So it's definitely worth it to look into, even if you have refinanced recently. Not only that, it might only take you personally an hour or two worth of work throughout the entire
8: process.
12: And we handle everything else.
11: We are United United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage.
1: United Mortgage Corp. Melville, New York, MLS number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender, License number 22672. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage, NMLS ID 128231, Equal Housing Lender. Non-licensed
13: in all states, including New York, offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and
14: restrictions. With the holidays right around the corner, would a little extra cash come in handy? Instead of loading up those high-interest credit cards, get the cash you need the smart way. With home values at all-time highs and interest rates still low, Cash Call Mortgage can help you get the cash you need from your home's equity and get a low interest rate at the same time. How does a cash-out refinance mortgage and a rate in APR in the twos sound? We'll even cover the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. Need extra holiday cash? Want to pay off high-interest debt? Or just put money away for a rainy day? Then a cash-out refi from Cash Call Mortgage is the perfect solution. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to cashcallmortgage.com or call us today. Call 800 931 6651. That's 800 931 6651. 800 931 6651.
5: When kids need medical care, they will often face stressful and life changing experiences. They miss out on the things that make being a kid fun. Starlight Children's Foundation has delivered happiness to 17 million seriously ill kids and their families at more than 800 children's hospitals and healthcare facilities. Our programs entertain and inspire hospitalized kids. Learn more at starlight.org. That's starlight.org.
3: Euthanasia, the end of life. And society's role in euthanasia. This has become something increasingly, dare I say, popular that countries around the world are making it easier and easier for people to end their lives when they so choose. Charlie Kamosi is back with us. Charlie's a regular guest on our show, professor of theological and social ethics at Fordham University. He's the author of five books, including most recently Losing Your Dignity. How Secularized Medicine is Undermining Fundamental Human Equality. Charlie, welcome back to the show. Hey, John. Hey, Kathy.
4: Good to see you, Charlie. I wish we were talking about some cheery subject. Um, this, right. is, this, right. cer- this certainly isn't one. Um, so the Washington Post today, an article by Julian Mark, um, talks about um, something that's being proposed by Philip Nitschke. Um, he has created a 3D printed pod that a person could get into and it could painlessly end their life within a matter of minutes. Tell us about
2: it. Well, it's actually been around for a while. I'm interested to know why it's suddenly making the news rounds again. I wrote about this almost a year ago. Really? And yeah, um, what I think it points to more than anything is just about How people who say we can put this in a bottle and you know we can just put limits on it and it's never going to get beyond the six months of people dying of cancer which of course we're all very sympathetic with and i think there are different options to pursue there but at least we can say that's a sympathetic context what we're talking about here is mass-produced death right and we're and it's talked it's it's in a context where people are going to be making lots of money off the mass produced uh death is actually comes out of a swiss context where they already have money made off of death i don't know how, how many how many of your listeners know about this but switzerland actually has kind of suicide, assisted suicide tourism so if you don't have legalized assisted suicide in your country you can go to dignitas i love that name I, actually i don't love that name but it's revealing right that we can use the word dignity to describe what this is and you can go to switzerland and you can for a fee they will kill you there and um you can imagine how this kind of um gadget would be popular in that context
3: really no it's a I could fly to Switzerland without any right residency now. requirements and say, I'm ready to end my life and I'm, I'm healthy and strong and they would help me do this.
2: That's right. It's uh, John, if you haven't heard it, it's it's your body, your choice, your life, your death. So mm-hmm. at full autonomy all the way, who is anyone to tell you what you can do with your money and your body and your life? Right. E- that's except, your for ta- choice. except
4: when we're talking about the covid vaccine and the Biden well, administration. But that's something different, right?
2: <laughs> that is something we digress turns out, turns out turns out all right so we'll, let's go
3: talk about this pod a little bit charlie and yeah. i've seen photographs of it it looks like you know something like back to the future like you know a, a mini delorean or something it's got a very you know sort of a uh, high-tech sci-fi feel to it what how's it work
2: well, I mean, it's not that complicated. Uh, you open the door to this very, again, kind of. You're right to call it kind of sleek and even futuristic-looking pod. Um, it's almost something you can imagine in a sci-fi right. movie that people get get into, you know, and right. wake up two centuries later in another right. galaxy or something like that. But in this case, there's no waking up. Of course, the whole point is to kill yourself when you get in. Um, and as as I understand it, um, it's a high, highly oxygenated pod that that you would just be slowly uh, slowly poisoned by with a different kind of gas but you'd never be aware of it so it'd be almost like be a high that you're on and you kind of drift off and be killed um you know i mean if we're going to go straight up utilitarian why not go utilitarian all the way right why not go out on a high right
4: so the first thing i think of is what if it doesn't work you know what if somebody's in there and it's not a painless situation and they're striving for, you know, some kind of relief. There's, you know, what, there's no way that they can, there's no communication portal, right? Uh,
2: I guess not. I mean, I, I haven't heard anything about that. One of the things that I think is interesting to think about is how this kind of mirrors um, what we used to think about or what almost everyone used to think about with regard to lethal injection and the death penalty. We used to think of this as being a kind of, Oh, they kind of just drift off into sleep. But, but as we've established more data and facts on what actually happens in those cases, it's quite possible that just the numbing effect of midazolam doesn't allow us to actually see what's going on. Uh, And, and of course, in those contexts, there's no way to, to signal your distress either. So I think the point is well made. We don't really know. But that's not really the point, is it? No. Um, the point here is to be sleek. It's to get the kind of headlines that The Washington Post apparently has given these people. And it's to, ultimately, it's of course, it's to make money. To
3: make money, really, to make money on people's death. So if it's in Switzerland, then it's just a matter of time, right? I mean, I'm sure people uh, are talking about euthanasia here in the United States. States are going to make this available sooner rather than later, don't you think?
2: Right. So if you have California, which a few years ago legalized assisted suicide and you're a lifestyle person and you're a trendy person and and you want to be on the cutting edge, as it were, this is probably what you're going to choose to end your life via um, California's right to die. law. Well, why would you be, you know, given a cup that you would drink or, you know, have an injection you'd be given or something like that when you can go out in style and again on a high Um so, yeah, I mean, there's clearly money to be made here. I mean, if, if the trends continue, um, and interestingly, they haven't continued as fast as we might expect, especially, you know, out here on the kind of East Coast states, you'd expect this to kind of have taken off. Interestingly, it hasn't. The UK also just recently rejected physician-assisted suicide for the second time in just a few years. So some places are holding the line, but, but some places are not. And as more and more states and countries fall, This just means there's more and more money to be made on something like this.
4: So isn't it some special kind of uh, societal illness that we're talking about assisted suicide at the same time we're talking about how much of a tragedy suicide is? Because we are talking about that. right? We're talking about how COVID has been really damaging, especially to young people, and how suicide rates are up and how ERs are filled with adolescent girls who who want to kill themselves, and we think that that's terrible, and so we have to intervene. And yet, a whole other part of our society is thinking, no, this is a good thing?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, a few hours ago, John texted me a um, a New York Times article where the um, about the rise of suicide rates. And interestingly, right up above at the top was essentially a trigger warning saying, listen, this article is about to talk about suicide. So if you're at all having this kind of ideation, you need to be aware of that. Um, So, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, in almost every other context, we're hyper concerned about these problems. But for some reason, and I, I, I think I know the reason, but for some reason, when it when it uh, uh, turns to this issue, suddenly we're not so concerned anymore, despite the fact, despite the fact many people who are at risk for suicide say, please stop affirming my suicidal ideation. I don't want to be affirmed in this. I don't want to have this be seen as a Well, you know, we can kind of understand if we were in your situation, we would want to kill ourselves. So let's make it legal for you to do so. Right.
4: Okay. So you say, but you know what the real story is. What do you think it is?
2: Well, I mean, if you just look at the breakdown of who supports physician-assisted suicide and who doesn't, um, it's actually very similar to abortion, interestingly enough. People who tend to be very well educated and have a good deal of money and imagine themselves as having a lot of control and autonomy over their lives really support physician assisted suicide and want it mm-hmm. there for the end of their lives. In fact, there's a lot of interesting debate in the medical I'm a bioethicist in my subspecialty of moral theology. There's a lot of debate among doctors, or at least a lot of debate in bioethics coming from doctors. And doctors, every so often you get this article, how to die like a doctor and make sure you don't do too much and you know all that stuff. But but doctors like most privileged people Are precisely in this context where they imagine themselves again as having lots of control and autonomy over their lives and will want it at the very end now vulnerable populations know that that's an illusion right and especially Mm -hmm. vulnerable populations of color know that's an illusion and so they're disproportionately against physician-assisted suicide but they don't have the cultural power here that's let's just be honest about that so the people who set um assisted suicide laws in california oregon washington montana new jersey where i live recently passed it it's not the it's not those who are vulnerable who are calling for this. It's those who imagine themselves as powerful, so they want it, they want it, and they get it, regardless of whether it affects you know suicide rates negatively or not.
3: Right now, despite mm-hmm. the cell, Charlie, I I don't believe there's anything such as an easy death, so to speak. Right, I mean it, it takes a lot to kill a person. Mm-hmm. Right, spiritually, physically, ethically, morally. I mean all those things together. Uh, I, I can't imagine. You know the industry is going to put a little bow around this and try to sell it to the masses is an easy sort of like, it's an, you know, at home pregnancy test or something.
2: Yeah, no, I think, I think that, I think they'll try to sell it that way. Right. I mean, this is easier perhaps than again, taking a drink or getting an injection or to use the terrible Jerry Seinfeld um, joke about um, assisted suicide. Are there no tall buildings where these people live? Uh, This is, this is a false narrative about what life and death actually is. You're yeah. totally right. You're totally right about that. And and those of us who know it's false need to speak up against this. And I know the three of us have been and will continue to be, and many of your listeners are. But you know, we live in a capitalistic culture where often it's just the market that drives things. And again, There is a market for this. And this is this is a these are people trying to fill a market demand. Right.
3: Okay. so then with the abortion debate, right, where it's very contentious, of course, on both sides, will this you mean, do you see this? You're sort of inside the bottle here, of course. You know, you're talking to different people in your profession. But just for the masses, will this come to the fore and people will engage in this as they would like a pro-life debate, you know, for abortion? Yes or no?
2: I think so. I mean, the, the Supreme Court, it's a little different because the Supreme Court has already said there's no constitutional right to assisted suicide. So I guess that could change if the court dramatically changes its um, its makeup and its political orientation. So it's not quite like, say, Roe versus Wade or Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which it would basically decide for everyone. It's up to the states now. So that kind of diffuses a little bit of the energy. You know, right. Pennsylvania gets to decide. California gets to decide. Wisconsin gets to decide. And Texas gets to decide. Um, but I think especially as the population ages, and I just saw this really interesting article in First Things, which said, you know what, there's this younger group of people who don't have a lot of resources, financial resources, and there's an older group of people who get who's getting older that has a ton of financial resources. And there's this article basically said, let's do the math. There are two ways that the younger people can kind of get their share, as it were, from the older people. One is to kind of tax and to redistribute wealth. The other is to have the older generation die, and they will inherit the money, right, or will otherwise be dispersed uh, down to them. And the article was very interesting. It said, you know, I guess they could go the first way, but there's another way to go here too, which is just to kind of contribute to a culture of death, which says, you know, once you've kind of outlived your your usefulness, right, and you've kind of become a burden on others and you're sitting there with your massive um you know uh, retirement account and your annuity paying you all this money wouldn't it be better just for everybody for you just right. kind of sit into a pod and go off to sleep and let other people benefit right and stop being a burden on everyone stop hoarding your money and i just wonder if that might be part of the normalization that yeah. the attempted just normalization like of this just like well.
4: any autocrat in history charlie that's a great idea that you try to pass off to the masses and it's different when it's you hmm
2: precisely precisely and especially it's different if it's your family right, right. dr
4: charlie Kamosi.
3: thanks charlie yeah and it's always really a good to see you really interesting good subject very difficult but uh, you bring clarity to it always a pleasure
4: losing our dignity is how secularized medicine is undermining fundamental human equality
8: Joyeux Noël, Feliz Navidad, Merry Christmas. Beginning November 15th, Museum of the Bible will be celebrating many names of one meaning, an international Christmas celebration for the whole family. Enjoy stunning light sculptures, a special exhibition of Maltese nativities, a Christmas market, warm drinks, sweet treats, and live music performances. Museum of the Bible, celebrating Christmas, its many names, its many traditions, and its one meaning. Join the celebration. Visit museumofthebible.org.
7: If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages, included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage stores. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffitt forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044, or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA.
8: If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year. With no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call BoozBugStoppers at BoozeBugstoppers.com? at What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made. At OurPCS.org
3: the state in history
4: a charlie brown christmas could be the single greatest creation when it comes to christmas movies i mean you i mean i love elf yeah i enjoy white christmas Um, what else do I really, what else do you like? Is there any, uh, you, you guys like it's it's a wonderful wonderful life. life. I think it's overrated. (laughs) You're wrong. Um, but Charlie Brown Christmas is pretty much perfect.
3: I'd say so too. Distilled down to the running time. I think is like 24 minutes, maybe 25 minutes. And it's, here's the deal. Charles Schultz, Mm -hmm. of course, the creator of the peanuts comic strip was a believer. Yes. And he insisted When he was approached by the networks way back in the late 60s, if they wanted to do a Christmas special, that the gospel would be featured within the confines of his special. Linus
4: was speaking Luke 2, and there was no other way.
3: Holy smokes. Mm -mm. I mean, and every year it continues to be broadcast by the network. Nary an eyebrow is raised. No one says boo about it. And it's a fabulous, fabulous show.
4: So it premiered. On this day in history, Why? I ask you, John, what year?
3: Well, uh, I, as a kid of the 60s, yeah, it's hard to overstate the cultural significance of the Peanuts cartoon. Seriously. I mean, heck, they sent spacecraft to the moon with Snoopy on it. It was a major, major, ma- it was a number, the Red Baron song in the late 60s, a Christmas song, which was a bad song, to be honest, was a number one hit. Um, so, if I would say on this date in history, what year? Jeez, uh, uh, this is tough. Sixty. I want to say, uh, I'll say nineteen sixty-nine. Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Even better.
4: I mean, I'm surprised that it's that old. Yeah, I would have thought it was closer to 1970. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 65. It's sixty-five. Nineteen
3: sixty-five. Fabulous. I mean, I mean
4: the tree, the bad tree they pick that ends up being perfect.
3: Yeah. The blockhead Charlie Brown. How about
4: the big breath they take when they're singing the carols?
3: Snoopy's doghouse all decked out in Love decorations. It. I mean, it's the best. It really is. I wonder if it's streaming. It does air, right, on the networks, but I wonder if it streams on one of the platforms.
4: It's a good question. You can buy it on DVD, though.
5: Alexa, to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
10: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The tension continues along the Russian border with Ukraine. And now... Moscow is warning Kiev against use of force in Ukraine rebel regions.
8: Officials in Ukraine
9: and the West have said the amassing of troops may indicate plans by Moscow to invade its ex-Soviet neighbour, but Russian officials have repeatedly denied harbouring such plans. Now Russia's military has warned the Ukrainian government against trying to settle a separatist conflict in eastern Ukraine with force, a statement that adds to the tensions sparked by a Russian troop Buildup near the Ukrainian
8: border. I'm Charles de la
10: Jurors resuming deliberations in the trial of Jesse Smollett, the former Empire actor charged with orchestrating a fake attack on himself and lying to Chicago police about being the victim of an anti-gay racist hate crime.
7: This is SRN News. Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat or goopy ears? Then your pets need dynovite. Yeah. antibiotics that contribute to overall good health adding a scoop of dynavite to your pets food bowl is the answer
15: if you love your pets as much as i do you will want to do what's best for them to live long healthy happy lives i have two
5: cats and two dogs all four of them are on the Dynavite.
12: you won't believe how happy your dog
1: will be
15: d-i-n-o-v-i-t-e oh. dot com
8: As the challenges of the pandemic continue, families living in poverty are facing fears. They're afraid of hunger. They're afraid of eviction. But they're not afraid of hard work. When two jobs aren't enough, they find a way to keep going for their families. But when you give to the Salvation Army Western PA, you help their hopes outpace their fears. Your donation to the Salvation Army Western PA Red Kettle Campaign helps local hardworking families fend off homelessness. Keep hope marching on. Give today at SalvationArmyWPA.org slash hopemarcheson.
16: As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawoski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. Visit Salem.cc to apply. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer.
1: Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 24. Rather cloudy tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 40. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night with a low 36, but temperatures will rise to the lower 40s. For Friday, mostly cloudy skies. It will be milder with a passing shower or two in the afternoon. We'll reach a high Friday of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
2: Welcome to another edition of
10: The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now,
3: here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, greetings. Good afternoon, team. Thursday afternoon. It's actually, it's Thursday. It feels like it's Monday.
4: It feels like we've been in this week for a long time. Forever. Not that I don't appreciate you both and I love it. think that every moment with you is just exhilarating. It's just something <laughs> a, about this week appears to have gone on a long time. I don't know what that is. Why do some weeks fly
3: by? Like on Tuesday, I was like, oh, it's clearly Friday.
4: Right. I, and I then you realize, that sadly, it's not even close to Friday.
3: Maybe just I think it might be, at least for me, the anticipation of Christmas. Right, you think? Oh, it's coming! It's coming! What is today? Today's the ninth.
4: Yes, today's the ninth. It's my sister's birthday. Happy I mentioned. birthday, Hall! <laughs> Happy, birthday, Ollie. Happy birthday, Um Happy birthday! The ride home is streaming live on YouTube at the Word Pittsburgh. You can watch Woo! the show unfold. We're, we're waving to you right now. Um, so listen to this. This is the time of year when we start getting all of our best of lists. I love the best of lists. Right. So, best. Movies, movies of the books, year, best TV, theater. best, you know, all, all those sorts of things, yeah. right? Um, it's also the time of year when uh, online services start releasing some data from the year. Like mm-hmm. we talked to mm-hmm. uh, Kate Shelmut from Christianity Today. She did a story about Bible Gateway, um, the word that received the most increase in searches over the last year, right? right. So they're looking at – so what are, What does that tell us about trends, Right.
3: Right. Well, also, I saw something today, the paint or the color oh, yeah. of the year.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I want to talk about that, okay. by the way. That's interesting. But we're not going to talk about that right now. All right. Um, but this is an article from what? the Express Tribune. Um, so the term, this is not a term, this is like a phrase that was uh, Googled this year. Mm. Are you ready? Yep. All-time high, how to heal, H-E-A-L.
3: Wait that phrase was used how at, it,
4: no it was a google term okay. like so i'm going to search for how to heal covid how to or heal how to my heal... broken psyche <laughs> how
3: to heal my crumpled self worth uh-huh. right mm-hmm. how to heal right yeah from the horror of the last two years mm-hmm. and then some exactly. how to heal broken friendships and sadness and uh, right. all of our right how lives. to
4: heal my uh, kid from who missed second grade
3: right yeah, how to heal? So, what's the answer?
4: Well, I mean, what do you you'd have to Google it and find out. No, Go- that's Google, the whole idea. You think Google's going to tell okay. me how to heal? Well, no. Well, clearly, if it's if it had such high levels of high data levels for the year, tons of people asked Google how to heal X.
3: Google doesn't know how to heal. They don't know how to heal. Who knows how to heal?
4: Is this when I'm supposed
3: to say Jesus? No, no, no. no. I'm just... <laughs> Ding. That's the correct answer, my friend. On 101.5 I, he looked, he looked, W-O-R-D. It looked, ex-
4: it looked me expectantly. I, was like, uh... <laughs>
3: I mean, yes, of okay. course, Jesus All right. heals.
4: All right, so what does that mean? Why People are hurting. Okay.
3: People that... are crushed. People are in despair. People are sad, broken, just... Overwhelmed by all of it.
4: Okay. Also, people are inside, and they don't. People aren't going to hospitals if they could avoid it. People aren't going to doctors if they could avoid it. Because really, hmm. is that true? I mean, I've I've been in the hospital. You remember COVID, right? Yeah,
3: but I've I've been in the hospital more during the COVID period than I've been in the last two decades, easily five decades. I had my whole shoulder replaced. Then I had PT. I'm going back in and, you know, I was like, it's like, I'm not like afraid to go into a hospital, but because fear COVID. Are you?
4: Why? Well, I'm not, because that's, tons of people were afraid to go to, are you kidding me? There, there are all sorts of people who put off every regular, every regular physical maintenance during COVID because they were afraid to go to the doctor. Did
3: you go to the dentist? No, I did. I never. I, I, Every six were, months. There were I go all to sorts of things I you put mean, off.
4: You blew off the dentist because uh, you were afraid to go to the. dentist? I didn't blow it off. I decided that it wasn't a risk. I wanted really? to take. Every
3: six months I've gone. Okay. Since COVID. Okay. Feeling good. I'm, I might actually get an appointment next week. Okay, great. I mean, I don't. I don't get that. Well, go live your life, especially now. You got two shots.
4: I got two shots in a blue. I'm going out. I'm living my life. That's good. But I'm just trying to tell you that the people who are googling these things aren't.
3: How to heal? Exactly. I don't. I just.
4: I'm not Christy, to... did you keep yourself away from any physician, nurse, hospital, or anything during COVID? Heal myself. Um, I, I can't remember. I don't think I went. I did go to Quest to go get some blood taken. Well, okay. is that like a Is that a, considered a doctor? I yeah. don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah I doctor. think so. But sure it is. That's that's the only place I can really remember going. Okay, so you didn't do the dentist? You didn't do it? In any no, no, not that I can think of. Nope. No, I didn't either. Sorry.
3: Your I teeth mean, are...
4: How are your teeth? My teeth are good because I, I, mean, I just went last month okay. for the first time. Because here's the thing, once COVID once once vaccine once vaccines started and people started coming back out, then you couldn't get an appointment places because right. so and many people up. like us had decided not to go. Right. Yeah, yeah. I still I get to have the colonoscopy.
3: Oh, that's a dream I'm looking,
4: are You kidding me? I'm looking you're forward living, to that. I'm excited.
3: You are living your best life it's now. It's gonna
4: be great. I Ring? put that off.
3: Oh. <laughs>
4: well, yeah.
3: I am with good reason. Definitely put I, that off. I mean that's like you is this your first one? Mm-hmm. Oh, so once that happens, you got to go, old age this has it. arrived. It's it is. I'm not, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus. But you yeah, fine. I hit 50 and oh, it's all over. Oh, you're doing a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and here's here's what you, people say, that's not that bad. <laughs> Compared to what? It's not that bad. I mean,
4: you just wait. I'm feeling worse and worse.
3: It's not fun. Is your husband, who's going to be there with you?
4: Well, my husband will be there okay, with good. me. Yeah. I mean, not during the procedure. He might. He'll drive me.
3: He take off work. So he'll take off work to be there?
4: I hope so. Or just, it's know, not him and it's you. Drop you
3: off. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you here with? My co-host. Is that a blood relation? It's not. Listen,
4: several years ago when I fell down the steps and blew out my ankle, I couldn't drive for six months. Yeah. And so <laughs> – John had to take me grocery shopping, which almost spelled the end of the ride home with John and Kathy. What do you mean? Almost. I enjoyed because, it. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah, it. Listen, because I had to get one of the little carts, oh. you know, when we were in the store, the right? The cart of humiliation. I yeah. hate And so, I, jo- hate those carts. And so I, I was just asking John to come with me so I, you know, we could do the bagging, whatever he could reach, you know, t- you know top an shelves and that sort of thing. I'm telling you, the instant that I got into the cart and we went to the produce section, He's looking at people and he's saying, oh, you know what? She's not faking. Don't worry. I know you think she's faking, but she's not. Seriously. She really did. She really hurt her ankle. And <laughs> wait.
3: I was kind of like. Wait.
4: At another time, he's like, she's not fat. That's not why she's in that. <laughs> well, no one thought I was faking. I did. Or fat until you brought it up. And now that's what everybody thinks.
3: Well, I just, I wanted to like, I kind of felt like John the Baptist.
4: Oh my god! I
3: proclaim here. Because I, I, when this is just a moral failing on my part. Because yeah. when I see people in the carts, I go, oh, come on. Let's go. I do. And so I just. Who thinks that? I do. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please don't email me. So he's walking, I t- I he's walking it. ahead of me, failure making like
4: pre apology for the fact that I'm in the cart. I was. By the time I got out to my car, she I was, was like. Hot. She was a little hot. Oh my gosh. Is <laughs> yeah. this over yet?
3: No, but then I did my. Ch- you were like, I can't reach that up there. Can you get that? And I was like, yeah, Okay.
4: You were. You were good. You were very, very good. Plus, I, you drove me all over the place. I should course. stop complaining. Yeah, I
3: mean, you know, did help you out. But I did have to feel like, because I don't want to get in the cart. I don't want the cart.
4: I, I, and he certainly made me feel
3: terrible well, for being in the think, cart. Here's, here's this woman taking a little joy ride around, you know, the Not produce Not to aisle. mention,
4: I had a set of crutches and a giant boot on my leg. You'd think that would be, like, explanation enough.
3: I'm just trying to cover you. Because I, I get anxious. So I had my anxiety based upon yours. That's all. It's
4: good when you can translate your anxiety yeah, to someone you're
3: else. You're my co-host. It's your job to absorb a lot of that. Coming up next. True.
4: Oh, is there a problem with Mary?
3: Are you asking me? Some people think there is. Oh,
4: we're going to talk about it next.
3: This is a deep one.
5: WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding.
7: Are Christians immune to negative emotions? We need to, to make certain that we don't think that we're immune to this problem of bitterness. There are many sour saints. There are many caustic Christians. There are many bitter brothers. Hear Adrian Rogers' series,
8: Getting a Handle on Your
7: Emotions, this month. On Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Do you pay for your own health insurance? Are you
13: self-employed? A gig worker? Are you a small business owner trying to help your employees find affordable benefits? If so, listen up. My name is Tom Jacopin, and you can save 25 to 50% or more on your monthly premiums and have benefits with first-dollar protection on many common outpatient services. That's right, no deductible, no co-payments. With many traditional health plans, you're functionally uninsured because of deductibles, copays, and other cost-sharing devices that benefit the insurance company, but not you. With New Era Health Plans, you can access doctors, hospitals, and urgent care facilities with our Freedom of Choice nationwide PPO network, including Washington Hospital, St. Clair, Allegheny General, and UPMC. Call me, Tom Yakupin. 724-228-7187 or visit us online at newerahealthplans.com.
11: Test the season to stand up for what you believe in. Don't connect with friends and family with cell phone service that funds groups and people who hate everything you believe in. More than ever, we need to stick together. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone company with broad nationwide coverage. Same towers as the major carriers, the same great service. Patriot has plans to fit any budget and their 100 100% US-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Plus, Patriot shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and veterans and first responders. It's patriotmobile.com/gorka or call 972-PATRIOT. Free activation with the offer code GORKA and special discounts for veterans and first responders. Support a company that loves America, loves you and shares your values. patriotmobile.com/go RKA. That's patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A or call nine seven two. Patriots. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter.
8: Get the help you need at Boo'sBugStoppers.com When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone When it comes to solving your pest problem who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at Boo'sBugStoppers.com
4: problem with Mary
3: Mary the mother of Jesus Uh, no I I don't think there's a problem with Mary however it is a stumbling block for a lot of people who who are Protestant it's also a stumbling block I believe for people who are Catholic or Orthodox it's a very tangled issue it's an emotional issue because you know the veneration of Mary the mother of, of Jesus Uh, A lot of people, especially Catholics, will lift her up as though she is, you know. Deity. Yes, that she herself is a god, which of course she is not. Frederica Matthews Green is with us. Uh, Frederica is a regular guest on our show for many years. She's an author whose work have appeared in Christianity Today, the Smithsonian, L.A. Times. She's the author of two books we love, The Jesus Prayer, The Ancient Desert Prayer that Tunes the Heart to God, and her latest, Welcome to the Orthodox Church, An Introduction to Eastern Christianity. And Frederica, uh, I, I really appreciate you. I, I love you because I, I follow you on, on Facebook. You, you're a, an excellent presence there. And um, a few days ago, you wrote about Mary, the mother of God, mother of Jesus. I'm sorry. There we go. Mary, the mother of Jesus. And, of course, like all things, there was a deep discussion. Some of it became a little tense, didn't it?
15: Yeah, yeah, it sure did. And, you know, I, I used to be Protestant before I became Eastern Orthodox, so I know where that's coming from. Um, I, I remember feeling very uncomfortable with some of the excessive things that are said about Mary. What I discovered, though, is I was mostly reacting against the way she was super-elevated in the medieval era. But if you go back to the early church, to the first couple of centuries, they already love her extravagantly very early on, but they're not treating her like a deity. They're treating her like the best football player on the team. She's one of us, and God gave her this incredible responsibility and she did a great job with it. So it's like we're applauding her. And we're also saying, because she's alive, you know, in the, in the company of the saints, we say, pray for us. She's like a prayer warrior for us. Right. So it's not the kind of excessive thing in the medieval era where they thought, like, she had the power to let somebody into heaven or to send them to hell or things that clearly only belong to God.
3: Yes. I mean, it, it's hard not to, uh, if he would wipe away all, all of that and just look you at wipe Mary. Wipe away all of what? All of, you know, the rancor, all of the veneration okay. of, you know, that Mary is, you know, somehow godlike She's not. But, I mean, Mary was there at the first breath and the last breath of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And for the entire yeah. journey through Jesus' life on earth. So that that alone makes you love Mary, right? Well,
15: and I think about when he was learning to walk, he walked toward her. You know, like all moms, she would have put him down and then pulled back a little bit. And he was looking into her face, into her eyes. He loved her so much. I I think it's appropriate that we love her, too, but we never forget that she's a human being like we are. She's, She's not different from us. That's kind of the glorious thing is that, a human being was given this responsibility, right. and you know something else. I, I love about her. You know how in the resurrection appearance in John it says when Peter and Peter and John go into the the tomb they see the 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 shroud, but then also the face face cloth is folded up. Yes. A friend pointed out to me, said, "Why did Jesus fold up that face cloth? His died. Because his mother." Taught him to put things away correctly. I like it. (laughs) His his mother taught him to be tidy. Uh, She's all through his life. And when he was eyeing on the cross, he was looking at her and thinking about her. Yeah, I, I think we can honor her. It doesn't mean we're worshiping her. Right.
4: What about, we're talking to Frederica Matthews Green. She's the author of the book, Welcome to the Orthodox Church, an Introduction to Eastern Christianity. Uh, Talk about you um, mentioning a few moments ago, we ask, you know, Mary is in the company of the saints. Um, We're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, Hebrews tells us, um, and she's one of them. And so you in the Orthodox Church, say, Mary, would you pray for us? Tell us about that, because, again, you know, you remember your Protestant days, Frederica. You know, all the alarm bells go off. Why is Mary,
3: why would we ask Mary to pray for us?
15: Yes, yes, and what Protestants often say is, we have only one mediator between God and man. I'm going to go directly to Jesus. Yes. Every single time. And um, so when a neighbor said that to me when I was writing my book about Mary, um, she said that (coughs) to me, and I said, well, if... If that's the way you want it, I won't pray for you anymore. <laughs> because that's the point. We ask other people to, quote, mediate for us all the time. We just mean pray. We don't mean guarantee us salvation. Right. We don't mean the scriptural,
4: yeah. l- l- the verse that you're citing. It's not It's not the same essence as that verse where there's one mediator between right. God and man, right. between there's God and man, and the man Jesus mediator. Christ.
15: Yes, yes. Um, and yet when we pray for each other... We are, in a sense, mediating, if you look up the dictionary definition. But we want to stay away from that word. Um, Jesus is the only mediator for our salvation. But we have many people praying for us. We have friends. We have people on Facebook. We have people at church. And uh, the term prayer warrior is one I love from my Protestant days, that I have known people who were powerful intercessors. And if you had a big need, you would go right to them. If, ask everybody to pray for you, but you would go right to that person, and that's what the church has found Mary to be. That that there are there are other saints, there's Saint Nicholas and Saint George, there are other saints in addition to her that are especially called on for intercessory prayer. But she is she's been so beloved all these years because she is a spiritual friend. She's part of, as you said, that great cloud surrounding us. Yes. and we can go to her. We can ask her to pray for us.
3: So then it's not so much as praying to Mary, of course not, but praying with right. Mary.
15: Exactly. Right. And I think the problem That's is the word praying, um, because it used to just mean asking for something. You know, like I, I pray thee pass me the broccoli or something yeah. like that. Um, so when I want to ask a friend to pray for me, I use the phone or text or email. Um, when I want to ask Mary, Pray for me. I use the medium of prayer. You know, prayer is like an envelope. And if I'm talking to Mary, I put in a request. If I'm talking to God, I'm asking for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like email, it's just a form of communication. Right. So,
3: So, yeah. I mean, historically, and I'll say recent history, you know, uh, Mary in the apparitions. Matagora, Fatima, where Mary appears. Now, of course, if you're a Protestant, you, you see that, you hear about that. People have a hard time believing that, you know, Mary, who was a living, breathing human being, has come back from the dead and is directing elements here on Earth, right? Right,
15: right. Well, that's a big stumbling block, isn't it? Yes. Um, I, I, the, the thing I do feel sure of is I think angels appear sometimes under extraordinary circumstances that an angel will take a human form and help a human being who's in terrible, terrible distress. Uh, I do believe that that happens. And I, I guess I'd have to say, in theory, I suppose Mary could appear, any saint might appear, if that was God's will. It would have to be God's will. I, don't, I can't make any statement about the, um, the Catholic apparitions but I will say about Lourdes that Orthodoxy totally opposes the idea that Mary is the Immaculate Conception. We, And it's funny because that's the feast day of today, actually, and yesterday. We don't believe that Mary was conceived without original sin. Um, we believe that it, she has to be exactly the same as we are, an ordinary human being, or else Jesus could not have been fully human and fully divine.
3: Okay, that's great. So uh, that's good. That's an excellent distinction as well, Frederica. And so you, you you talk about the Immaculate Reception. I mean, the idea of Mary the, the conception, conception, uh, the reception. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no, I like it. Hey Franco, How's your sorry Franco. Uh, <laughs> well, you know I'm a Pittsburgher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that just blows the conversation right out of the water, doesn't it? Change it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the immaculate conception. So the, there's anyway. Mary, right? Anyway, thank you, Frederica. <laughs> Born without yeah. sin and a virgin. So if she was if she was a virgin, then Jesus had no brothers and sisters.
15: Right, right, and uh, of course she was a virgin at the time of conception um... she was she was not the child he was not the child of joseph he was conceived by the holy spirit and mary yes. was a virgin at that point the thing that's weird is uh, the the hebrew tradition didn't have a great um... emphasis on virginity as a spiritual or religious state they expected everybody's going to grow up they'll get married be a virgin before you marry but um... what's strange is that from the very beginning Um, Christians were saying Mary was a virgin all her life. And the brothers and sisters are that uh, Joseph was married before Mary. So Jesus had older uh, stepbrothers. Protestants say he has half-brothers. Orthodox say he has stepbrothers. Neither of us can prove either way from Scripture. But the ancient tradition is stepbrothers, older brothers and sisters that Mary came into Joseph's home and helped to
3: raise. Right. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So when I think <laughs> about Mary, Frederica, I, I think about, you know, being a, a kid. As a young kid, the, the cardinal sin, which no boy would ever do, was to disparage someone's mom. That's true. Right? You yeah. would never speak badly because yeah, right, if you right. did that, you You're crossed right. a huge line. So oh, when, you know, the, when fingers are pointed and Mary is disparaged in certain circles, I think, you better watch your step. I mean, that just, that's yes. just wrong. It's disrespectful. It's Mary, Jesus' mother.
15: And it would be so easy for us to grasp that if it wasn't for those excesses a thousand years ago. We would find it so natural to give her the kind of respect that we give to St. Paul or any of the other great New Testament figures. It's just, it's a crying shame, you know, that things went overboard, and now that's all we can see, and it makes us afraid of her and back away.
6: I think that's the key thing, yeah.
15: Yeah, yeah, when Jesus was dying, he was thinking about her. He had her on his mind, and he gave her to John saying, behold your mother, this is your mother now, and he said that to all of us, And, and... The fact that due to fear, we tend to stand outside the doorway and refuse to go in. I think we're missing a great blessing Mm -hmm. as long as we approach her just with respect. And, um, you know, if you dare, if you want to take a chance on it, ask her to pray for you about something. She is a wonderful friend once you get
4: to know her. That's Frederica Matthews Green. Uh, She's the author of The Jesus Prayer, The Ancient Desert Prayer That Tunes Your Heart to God, and her latest book, Welcome to the Orthodox Church, An Introduction to Eastern Christianity. Thank you, Frederica. Thank you.
3: It's always a great pleasure. Love you, Frederica. We'll take a quick break. When we do come back, it's our daily feature. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. Stick around. It's the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on Word FM.
11: Why are cash-out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something.
12: I will say one thing. You know, I really feel like right now might be a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well... With rates being so low and then building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, we were able to get them to cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit. Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call.
4: We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. I'm number 1330. Department of Banking, mortgage lender license number 22672. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses. But all at once, I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496.
8: Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at oozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year. With no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem Until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com.
5: We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at WordFM.com the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
11: Hey, ready to go? I sure
16: am. My sleep has been great ever since I started treatment for sleep apnea. Well, nearly 30 million adults have
7: it, including me. Now, let me guess. It was your snoring that gave it away? Oh, yes, it was. Intense
11: snoring. It's one of the classic signs. Other signs include gasping for breath during sleep and daytime sleepiness. If untreated, the risk of heart disease and stroke increases.
2: I
14: didn't know that, but I'm glad to hear
2: the treatment can help. Certainly can. To learn more about the warning signs, visit Defendsleep.com.
1: Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 24. Rather cloudy tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 40. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night with a low 36, but temperatures will rise to the lower 40s. For Friday, mostly cloudy skies. It will be milder with a passing shower or two in the afternoon. We'll reach a high Friday of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
4: Hmm. Does this make sense?
3: Does what make sense? The bulletin board. 100%. When we were growing up, the bulletin board in our house was the center of seven kids' creative life. Every, I don't know, couple of weeks... The bulletin board was redone, and it would kind of rotate. Oh, I've got an idea for the bulletin board. And we would, you know, make something on it, and everybody would comment on it. It was like this creative expression. Mm-hmm. Not in, in my home office, I have a cork bulletin board that I have, you know, notes on, photographs, things that are important to me that I refer back to. It's always in front of me. The physical presence of a bulletin board, I think, is necessary, at least for my own creativity and progression. 100%. I have to disagree with you, Jen. What? Come on. Mm. Get out of here. No, you don't I have a I bulletin do. board? I don't have a bulletin board. What? You never have had a bulletin board? Never. What? Never. You're missing out on television. And you.
4: I feel like in the digital world, <laughs> we have a ton of digital bulletin boards. Yeah. I don't think we need. I mean, if, if we're going to talk to like, the, there's a bulletin board outside the kitchen. Have you ever looked at that thing since single time, Christy? Since you've been here, once for the uh, the holiday schedule. That no, was it.
3: Well, that bulletin board's just underutilized. It's not well, used properly. You proper. know why?
4: Because it doesn't make sense.
3: No, it does make sense. There's an art and a skill to a bulletin board proper mm-hmm. presentation. Mm-hmm. You learned on uh, you as a designer. I think
4: you would like love a
3: bulletin board.
4: I I feel like maybe maybe. It made sense at one point, but now no. Okay.
3: Well, we agree to disagree here. You do. All right. Does this make sense? Uh, last night I was uh, sitting there late at night, and you know Netflix has this feature, play something. Oh, play, yeah. You know what came up? What? The first episode of Seinfeld. I watched the first two episodes. Let me tell you one thing. I'll tell you two things. It was not funny, and there was a way deep overuse of the laugh track do laugh tracks make sense no 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 laugh tracks are supposed to cover a multitude of sins of something that's not funny do they even use laugh tracks anymore that's a throwback to a different era do they
4: what about like cbs sitcoms would they use a laugh track yeah they do really
3: laugh tracks do
4: they make they make me uncomfortable
3: me too because I'm like, why is everybody it's, laughing? It I, sounds cheese. I missed the joke or something. Like, I, I feel like I've lost my sense of humor. Or it just laughing.
4: it just sounds like instantly they're trying too hard. Right. Like, I'll laugh if it's actually funny. Not because all those other people are giggling. Right. No, a laugh exactly. track doesn't make sense, Sean. I agree. No, I'm with you on that.
3: But, but the, the bull- bulletin board makes perfect sense. No,
4: we've, we're of two opinions there. Interesting. The road has forked.
3: I think for Christmas, buy a kid a bulletin board.
5: W.O.R.D.
7: Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends with the best new Christmas music. New New Christmas music from Chris Tomlin, Emmanuel, God with us. We need Christmas Christmas from Matthew West. And Jordan Feliz with Feliz Navidad.
4: I just want to say
7: the best new Christmas music and Pittsburgh's favorites from Christmas' past.
5: Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends on Word FM. This
8: holiday season, kids get in free at the Heinz History Center. Get in the Christmas spirit and relive childhood memories inside the History Center's new exhibit of Very Merry Pittsburgh. Explore Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, throw a touchdown pass the Sports Museum, and slide down the Liberty Tube. It's all free for kids through December 31st. Sponsored by Howard Hanna Real Estate. Reserve tickets now at HeinzHistoryCenter.org.
15: Everything that we do in the office is to provide a comforting feel to you and your family.
8: Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate
6: care.
15: We do value the time that you spend at our office, and we understand that you don't have hours and hours because lives are crazy nowadays. But we want to really make sure that the time you're spending with us is efficient and effective and works for you as an individual.
8: Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. McQueen Building Company we
7: Indian Motorcycle from Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh. This is John Stagerwald. Demand for Indian motorcycles is at an all time high while the supply is low. Plan ahead and get on your holiday shopping now with a great selection of Indian clothing and accessories. Reserve and take priority of your brand new 2022 Indian Motorcycle today. Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh and Warrendale next to Jurgles. Visit www.pitcycles.com. Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh. Always wear your helmet, never drink and ride.
4: I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away, by phone, online, or in person.
3: Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
4: Praying for somebody is a very heavy responsibility, Mm. but it shouldn't be a burdensome responsibility. It should be a joyful thing, asking your loving dad for help. And um, Paul tells us that we should pray without ceasing. That should just be like the way that our mind learns to work, right, is that we're just praying all the time. Um, and I've talked on the air about how really inspired I was by our friend Tanchukan, who was so bold in praying for people, and it wasn't offensive. It was just, it was sensitive. And I saw him do it a ton of times. He did that for us. Um, but after he he passed away, what really struck me were the number of people who work in media in Pittsburgh. Talking about how Tunch prayed for them. Now, these are people who um, are not in church circles necessarily. But his invitation, can I pray for you, was never received in anger. It wasn't, they they didn't feel threatened. They didn't feel whatever. In fact, repeatedly, over and over again, people said, I was, it, I was so touched by it because it was just, it seemed like the most natural thing in the world. Right.
3: Now, see, th- the great thing about Tunch is that, Tunch's, you know, and I'll put this in quotes, his celebrity and his incredibly imposing physical stature, few people were going to say no, mm-hmm. right? That, that, I mean, and, and the way that Tunch did that, the invitation was also very sensitive and very kind. So all those things together was a win-win. And it was authentic. It was It authentic. was truly
4: from the heart authentic. Right. But even if people would have been afraid, they, they couldn't say no. After he passed away, they wouldn't have talked about what a life-changing experience it was if it wasn't really a life-changing experience. And
3: so the legacy of that is that the next time someone would ask to pray for that person, remembering Tunch doing it the way that he did it and how he did it, people would be more inclined to say yes.
4: Yeah. Or maybe if that person was prompted to pray themselves, maybe it wouldn't seem like such a foreign idea Mm -hmm. because someone had kind of led them through it the first time. Right.
3: But the average person, you know, if you're walking down the street... Would you approach someone and say, excuse me, could I pray Someone for I you? didn't know? Right.
4: I don't believe I've ever done that. Have you ever done that?
3: No. No. Not on the street. I mean, it, a few times in a, in a hospital situation where there was, you know, a, a, I felt comfortable enough. Can I pray? Would you like to pray? Let me pray.
4: We saw an article, a blog, written by a woman by the name of Andrea Gibson, and the title of the blog is called, A Stranger Asks If She Can Pray For Me. She's done it to others before, and it's gone bad. Very bad. So um, the backstory is that Andrea suffers from uh, advanced Lyme disease Mm -hmm. and has had a really just a terrible ordeal of suffering.
3: Can imagine how difficult that is? I mean, it just wrecks your body.
4: Yeah. Um, And so she was out um, walking around and a woman came up to her, a woman she did not know, a woman she'd never seen before. They were walking on a trail, right? Right. And a woman says, excuse me, I'm getting the strong sense that I should pray for you. Would that be okay? I've offended people before.
11: Right.
3: So here's a woman walking, you know, in the article, she says, I'm walking with my partner. She's all tatted up. Someone that, you know, a lot of people would go, "Uh, I'm not comfortable, you know, even approaching as a believer. But she looks sick. Right. Because she is sick. So the author of this piece said, yes, you can pray for me.
4: Now, this is where it gets interesting. Um, Andrea, who's writing the book. The woman who suffers from Lyme disease, she says, um, it's hard for me to talk on the days following chemo. Um, I've struggled not to get anxious when stopped by strangers who want to comment on my health. But most of all, I don't want to look sick. Right. Right. So it's hard to be recognized in that way. But then she goes on to say this. What I know is I could stop the conversation in two seconds if I wanted to. I'd only have to walk away. But something is keeping me still. I instinctively trust her. I'm trying to figure out why. For a moment, I think it's because she's the doppelganger of the coach's wife and Friday Night Lights, which is a breath of fresh air. (laughs) But it's not that. It's that her voice is shaking. It's that I can tell this isn't easy for her. Mm -hmm. She's done it before, and it's gone bad. Very bad. Each bead of sweat on her brow is a time someone yelled, get away from me. I have an ounce of judgment for anyone who would defend their privacy in that way, but my own defenses are nowhere to be found. It's clear she's not here to condemn or convert me. She simply believes in the power of her prayer, believes it could very well be the thing that saves my life, and so she's not going to not offer it, even if the offering gets her booed all the way back to her car.
3: And then I love this. She says... The prayer is a playground of microaggressions (laughs) that on any other day might have me climbing atop my soapbox to tear down every steeple that ever pointed to the holiest parts of me and called them a sin. But I keep scanning my body and nothing is landing on me in a way that hurts. I could try to be offended, but it wouldn't be honest. What is honest right now is that it means something to me that this woman cares Her kindness is a risk that she's taking on my behalf, and I love her for it. Even as I'm thinking, is it wrong to love this woman for this? I'm loving her for it. Even as I'm contemplating the 20-page think piece I could write about why no one should ever do this, I am loving her
4: for this. She prays out loud, and each word is a gift I hold up to the light to see if it fits. Some don't, but many do. She says amen, and her hands are still shaking. When we wave goodbye, my friend Meg, my partner, doesn't ask if I'm okay. She can tell by looking at me that I am.
3: <laughs> I love this so much, that there's a, a believer approaching a non-believer in such a way that is respectful and intuitive, kind, honest, sincere, not filled with judgment or rancor or any of that.
4: She's not trying to tell her what to do or how to live.
3: Convert her in any way.
4: Change her behavior, change her look, whatever.
3: She's just offering prayer, and the prayer falls. And it's received I mean, in a, in a beautiful way. So much so that this blog post that we saw, the woman chooses to write about it for her general audience. To me, that's a fabulous form of evangelism. I mean the best kind out of left field and sincere and clearly the prayer did its job.
4: And I've started to, and you know, we can all disagree on this and you can send me emails later, but one of the, th- if you want, but I- I've started to distrust some of the, you know, evangelism maps that we used to get. You remember you do this and then you do this and you do this and you do this. Yeah. And this experience that andrea gibson writes about uh in her substack is it's not evangelism it's the fact that it was it's one person who believes in god and she just wants to be honest about her relationship with god and bring somebody else into it it's not like it's a program. It's not like she has to check mark a box. You know what I mean? It's right. not like she, you know, that's step one, and now she has to do two, three, and right. four before she leaves you. It's just, it was like a real moment. But having said all that, the
3: courage that the prayer mm. exhibited by it's, approaching... It's a lot. That's gigantic. And I think for a lot of us, and I'll raise my hand here... Uh, I'm not sure that that's in me, especially considering where we are today. But clearly, the Holy Spirit was at work there.
4: And I because and why wouldn't you do it? What would keep you from doing it? Because I'm afraid someone would punch me in the face. I'm afraid somebody would be offended. Yeah, right. To I'm not extent. afraid of like physical violence. I'm a, I'm just afraid that I that that person wouldn't want me to. Other than
3: you get into a debate, right about what it is to be, whatever, you know, you know, things are heightened right now. But I think it's a special sort of soul that takes it upon Mm -hmm. themselves to do this in such a way that is artistry. There's, I mean, clearly that's the Holy Spirit at work. And boy, do we need that now more than ever that people are willing to pray?
4: And then you think, okay, so, so let me ask you a question. Would, is reading this blog site, knowing touch as we did, does that, inc- would you do it? Yes. Now you would.
3: Now I see yeah. that and go, that was just a simple act.
4: What's the worst thing that could happen?
3: Well, yeah, right. Like someone's going to punch you in the face. I don't believe that's truly true. But, you know, someone would lose their temper at you. Yeah, sure. Then you would just apologize and move on. I mean it's not going to ruin their day or your day I don't think especially if you were sensitive about it and clearly the way we're talking about it you're thinking about it praying about it and you're ready to, ready to act upon it so yeah why not I think the the thing is it's the how in the doing right because
4: if you if you try to I'm telling you if you try to program it out you're going to wreck it but do you
3: know like I mean, like
4: just like if you can just talk just be as honest as you can, as forthright as you can with who you are.
3: Right. But how about how about the times? Remember, you've seen this, right? Street evangelists, right? I mean, there was a guy downtown who, you know, I used to work downtown. You did. I mean, for years, he would stand on the corner of uh, Fifth and Smithfield, and at the top of his lungs, God bless him, he would preach the gospel. Now, I'm not opposed to that. I'm not, I don't know where that landed. Maybe people heard God's word and were moved by that. I think this approach, <laughs> in many ways, would bear a little more fruit. I think it's always in the how, right? How we approach, how we engage each other in this broken world. I mean, th- we talked about this a little earlier in the show. How do I heal?
4: Right. That's one of the most Googled uh, terms of 2020. How do
3: I heal? I think a first step for a lot of people is I pray. I submit myself to the Lord of the universe and I pray. How do you pray? Well, if I don't know how to pray, the model of someone praying for me Mm -hmm. will activate that within me.
4: Yeah. Like open the door a little bit.
3: Yeah. So, you know, we, we knew a guy, remember years ago, we had a guy on the show who was with us on a you know, fairly regular basis. And, you know, he was an evangelist and he would mm-hmm. say in the every day I'd start my day and I'd put, you know, any number of tracks in my, in my pocket or whatever. And I'd actively go out and, and seek to evangelize people. He would approach people. Now, I'm sure as part of that evangelization towards the end, Scott he would, Cahill. Yes, he would ask to pray. Can I pray for you? But there was a journey to reach that point.
4: Whatever happened to him?
3: I don't know. But, you know, the journey of evangelization, maybe, maybe, Scott, I'm not saying this is maybe you had it backwards. Maybe you pray first and then evangelize Mm -hmm. later. If that, if you feel the Holy Spirit moving you on that, that's all.
4: Well, tonight I'm praying for Andrea Gibson. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I might never meet her, but she wrote a beautiful thing about a beautiful interaction she had with a woman who was brave enough to pray for and ask her. So I'll pray for her too.
3: How did she heal? Someone started to pray. And my guess is by her writing about it, she started to as well.
11: Why are cash out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something.
12: I really feel like right now might be a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, We were able to get them to cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit. Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call. We. United, United
8: Faith Mortgage. Faith mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA, United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melville, New York, licensed mortgage banker, for all licensing information, good at Animalist Consumer or corporate Animalist number 1330, Equal Housing Lender, I license Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts,
3: North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
8: As the challenges of the pandemic continue, families living in poverty are facing fears. They're afraid of hunger. They're afraid of eviction. But they're not afraid of hard work. When two jobs aren't enough, they find a way to keep going for their families. But when you give to the Salvation Army Western PA, you help their hopes outpace their fears. Your donation to the Salvation Salvation Army Western PA Red Cattle Campaign helps local hardworking families fend off homelessness. Keep hope marching on. Give today at SalvationArmyWPA.org slash hope marches on.
5: You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about community COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer.
6: Liberty.
11: Nobody should have to pay for one size fits all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need.
6: Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Liberty.
16: As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Powaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. Visit Salem.cc to apply. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer.
5: 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
3: So again, let's go back to the year-end list we've been talking about off and on these last few days. Movies, telephone, television shows,
4: telephones. I like to see that list. It's
3: the telephone of the year.
4: Well, look. We... I liked. I liked in the Mary conversation that John said "Immaculate Reception." What? That was such a great moment. <laughs> Just slip I tongue. loved it.
3: I mean, if you ever had any Pittsburgh Creed, you got to bring it up.
4: You're absolutely right. Right.
3: Okay, so apparently there's such a thing as colors of the uh, color of the year. Do you know this?
4: I I remember seeing this last year, actually.
3: Mm -hmm. So a company called Pantone, a company based in uh, Jersey, has reigned as the de facto color authority. The company chooses a color of the year based on design trends it sees in various industries. So Pantone has produced a color of the year every year since 1999. And its choice often bleeds into fashion and design. It uh, produces and sells goods in that color. Okay. So yesterday... Pantone announced its twenty twenty two color called Very Perry. What it describes as a futuristic periwinkle blue with violet red I like undertones. It. I like it. I don't see it we of course um The Wall I'll, Street Journal is in black and white. So now though What's it called? It is called Very Perry. V E R Y mm-hmm. Perry, P E R I. Very Perry. A futuristic periwinkle blue with violet red undertones. Oh, you see it? Oh, yeah. Let me see.
4: Yeah, I'm going to pull it up here. Very peri.
3: However, by Pantone, oh, it looks violet. It looks
4: very purple in yes, these pictures.
3: Yes, I, I don't see the... I don't see the... Um, the periwinkle blue part. The red undertones. Oh, boy, boom. It's like electric purple. Hmm. All right. Um. I like it. Hmm. Uh. I don't know. I mean, it's... It's more of a feminine uh, color, I would think. Right?
4: Yeah. and I I don't see
3: guys wearing that like in a sweater or a jacket or something. Right? It's beautiful. However, okay, so I bring this up because apparently other people are saying, hey, wait, not so fast, Pantone. We also have our own color of the year. Right? So um, Bayer, B-E-H-R, you know, Mm -hmm. Bayer, they they make paint. Sure. They have a, a color of the year. Uh, Benjamin Moore, PPG, Sherwin-Williams all declare their own colors of the year now. Obsessed with myriad shades.
4: Oh, good. So they get to pick their... Oh, speaking of picking, wait, we only have 30 seconds oh. left. Picks for tonight's game. Steelers-Vikings. 21-17 Steelers. 21-17 Steelers, Steelers. Oh. Steelers. John? Uh, 24...
3: 17 Steelers. Okay. I'm going 28-25 Steelers. Well, last year we threw the Steelers, or last week we threw the Steelers under the bus. Now we're all getting on we're the train. we back the bandwagon again. That's because we, we... We stink.
4: We got nothing out of that game did. last week. we got to get something out of this one. It's a three-point game. Minnesota's favorite. But right. we don't
3: care. No, no. Get your snacks in care. order. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group